1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio here on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo here, producer Chad Ellis in the studio as well. My partner Aaron Tarlow will be alongside momentarily. Uh, and, but right now we are joined on the phone to start this show by state rep Nick Schroer. Big friend of the show, big friend of the station, and it's great to talk with you again, Nick. How are you?
2: I am excellent. I'm down here uh, at Disney World for a conference, Federal uh, Foundation for Government Accountability. I'm getting an award for uh, some work that I did in 2018 with uh, state licensing fees and helping put veterans and uh, the poor actually back to work. Gotcha. That's awesome.
1: Uh, Where are you staying at Disney World? If you don't mind me asking.
2: We're at the. uh, I was here a couple months ago. We stayed at the um, uh, the Hawaiian Resort, the Polynesian. But now today, uh, the conference is being held at the Swan. So it's nice. right next to, I think it's Hollywood Studios. That's an awesome place, most magical place on earth. And I got the uh, my wife and the little girls here too. So they're excited.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. We're big Polynesian. Uh, folks when we go to when we go to Disney World and uh, Aaron Tarlow has joined us he's in studio along with Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition so awesome. perfect timing for everybody to get here uh just starting to have a conversation with representative Shore um, about what we talked about last week with right. Alex in studio last week as well and uh, that is these red flag laws uh Nick and I had a chance to talk off the air a little bit earlier this week and I told him about last Last week's show mm-hmm. and the conversation, uh, Aaron, that we had with uh, with Alex and uh, uh, Nick, you're you're familiar with the red flag laws that, Aaron, that that Alex is is trying to combat and trying to stop from yep. coming to this state. Uh, we have you know, we we've heard that Sen- people like Senator Jill Shupp and others are going to be filing these red f- flag laws. Uh, what do you know about them and what are your plans to stop them?
2: Well, we were successful. Uh, good, good friend of mine and, and Alex's, uh, Jared Taylor. Uh, he and I both sat on General Laws Committee last year, and I know some of these got brought up by a Democrat representative from St. Louis, Peter Meredith, uh, who all but wanted to restrict gun rights in uh, in Missouri by taking us back several years ago, where you couldn't even uh, conceal carry. Um, wow. Yeah. So you know, we, we've done a great job at educating uh, the, the general masses here in Missouri, uh, educating the public. At what that would actually do uh, to increase violence in our streets um, and keeping the laws that we have now is actually preventing types of mass shootings. Um, and we want to go a step further and actually take away these gun-free zones to actually allow people to exercise their fundamental right, their Second Amendment right, uh, wherever they travel in the state of Missouri. But So would, that, is, be,
3: would that be all 17 places currently restricted by state statute?
2: Yes and no, and I know uh, Jared had a bill uh, on this. I, I had a bill in seventeen that went a different route. Um, it, it would still allow business owners the right that they have to restrict if they wanted to. But places like public institutions, um, it, it would still allow them uh, allow them to restrict where on the on the campuses, such as dormitories and such co-ed right. dormitories um, but okay. it would still allow people to exercise their second amendment rights. right right i've know, actually
3: the, i've actually got the uh alex handed to timmy's thanks <laughs> alex you rock um looks like house bill uh 1936 would uh allow gov- or carry in government-owned buildings public transportation which would include buses mm-hmm. and metro link uh, polling places courthouses uh, any government meeting public hospitals that's awesome Uh, any adult or juvenile detention, correctional prison institution, I imagine not into the jail itself, but maybe um, somewhere else. And then you got – Well, I know
2: some of the feedback that we got uh, last year in the committee, um, some scare tactics that that we've heard quite a bit, is that we're going to force business owners to allow, such as daycares and and bars, uh, uh, force them to allow people to carry when they're drunk or in domestic disputes. And that's not the case at all. And we we went against that and actually – that that was not true. We should we show the truth that business owners still had the right to exert whatever they wanted, right? Uh, as long as it didn't, you know, step on the bounds of somebody's ability, uh, you know, to to come and go as they please, they could restrict certain things, such as, um, uh, you know, if a bar, so to speak, does not want somebody, uh, to have that, if it's you know, that's business owners' decision, they still have that right, such as the daycare as right. well, right? And uh, casinos and parks. yeah, yeah, and these red flag laws go quite the opposite they would you know they want to allow um, for courts to have the ability to send the police and take your, your rights away without a hearing
3: yeah uh, and crazy. I I know
2: um, on
1: just a phone yeah. call
2: oh absolutely just just a threat so in uh, something that we brought up last year uh, and let's say whether it's a domestic dispute all the abuser would have to do is actually just call in and say that the, the spouse the victim uh, is the one that's the uh, the threat police would go in, remove their ability to actually combat that. They're, they're you know, fight fire with fire, so to speak. So the abuser could come in and commit whatever offense they want to without the victim being armed. Um, so it's actually going to be counterproductive for this uh, idea of preventing violence from actually occurring. It's actually going to, going to put more victims at risk.
1: So we're talking to State Rep Nick Schroer, and like I said, we have Alex Salzman from the Mo Firearms Coalition in studio as well. Alex joined us last week, and uh, Representative Schroer, one of the things that she said last week that really scared me was that there are other states uh, in the union that are dominated Republican like we are yep. here in Missouri, Republican state, uh, Republican, uh, uh, you know, and in, in Congress, Republican in the White House or in the in the Governor Mansion, but still passing these red flag laws and some of them even being endorsed by the NRA. So, if other red states have allowed these laws to pass, why do you think that here in Missouri we can make sure that we stop them?
2: Well, I, and I don't—I I can't speak for those uh, elected officials in those other states. I don't know what their understanding of the Second Amendment is, uh, but I know <laughs> elected officials like myself, Jared Taylor, uh, a good friend of mine, who I actually replaced, and he moved away, came back. Ron Hicks. Uh, we've got some great, solid conservatives who not only understand the Second Amendment, but they partake in that activity as well. Whether it's you know educating their family on firearms, I took my wife to the to the gun range a couple a couple months ago, and uh, some threats that we've received from. Uh, People that don't like the conservative movement in St. Charles County, we ended up having to get security cameras and uh, putting putting a firearm in her hands uh, so she can defend the House when I'm gone. Um, We've got a lot of good, solid conservatives in in Missouri, and I think we're going to stand for uh, for what is right and what our our fundamental rights are. And, you know, myself, Jared Taylor and some other conservatives worked with uh, now turned out. Representative Donald Lichtenegger from Cape Girardeau, she's a Republican, and she, she had a bill which started out, uh, she meant well, uh, the way that it was written, kind of overstepped our bounds, overstepped the rights uh, of Missourians, but we worked with her, and uh, it was a bill that she wanted to, if somebody had a, a domestic violence uh, charge against them, or uh, they went and had an order of protection, they could have their Second Amendment rights uh, taken away, it, it, and it kind of is already happening in our courts after a hearing, if somebody is uh convicted uh, and held uh, domestic violence over them and they have a order of protection granted. Uh, Certain judges are already taking their second amendment rights away during during the length of the order of protection against them. And the way that our laws are set up Certain judges won't do that because they don't know if that law is clear, so we kind of clarified that law and made sure that, that you have to have a public hearing mm-hmm. on the merits with the person uh, present or had the ability to be present, uh, and the findings have to be factually sound and relative to uh, to taking someone's Second Amendment rights away during the pendency of that order.
1: Alex, what's the most important thing you want lawmakers like State Rep Nick Schroer and then also just the citizens of the state to do? to make sure that this doesn't happen here?
4: Just be vigilant. Um, In other states that have had this pass in the Missouri or um, where Republicans control everything, what they do is they will start with a very progressive bill, real progressive language, and then little by little they will amend out um, some of the quote-unquote worst pieces.
2: Mm. So they'll
4: pull out the ex-partisan. So it looks bipartisan. Yeah, and then it's it's Republican-approved gun control. So Mm -hmm. we're always worried that they're going to amend these bills somehow, you know, to make them seem um, okay for Republicans to get behind, especially with Trump pushing us, with the NRA pushing this, that provides a lot of cover for these guys to, you know, compromise away some of our Second Amendment. And,
1: and is Trump pushing it and the NRA pushing it because they're not reading it, because they're not aware of what's in it? Or why? why would an organization like the NRA make your, concessions.
4: Your guess is as good as mine. That's one of the main reasons that we started Missouri Fi- um, Firearms Coalition is because yeah. we felt like we didn't have anyone on the front lines in Jefferson City that really cared about defending the Second Amendment so much as, you know, political talking points right. nationwide.
1: Right. Hey, uh, uh, Representative Nick Schroer, before we let you go, I want to bring up something that you and I were talking about off the air. Aaron Tarlow, a man who influences uh, everything that he touches uh, off the air, Nick said that he is going to be filing your idea, my friend. Oh, which one? Uh, so, yeah, Nick, talk yeah. about. Uh, what, I gave him a few. So. Talk about what yeah. you and Aaron uh, uh, came up with, and and the idea uh, that you're going to be that you're going to be filing soon.
2: So, I'm, I'm going to be filing a couple different bills uh, urging the feds, and it really doesn't have any teeth other than uh, us saying, "Hey, we've got 10th Amendment rights; honor them across the board." Uh-huh. Um, but the one that I, I really liked is one when I was in studio and Aaron said, "Look, what what we did with the CCW cardholder information, and we restricted the ability of our, of these right. agencies at the state level to send that to the feds." I'm running with that idea as well uh, on the medicinal marijuana cardholders who are legally uh, possessing medical marijuana, who can legally possess uh, firearms. So what I'm doing is saying, "Look, these state agencies that we have at the at the local levels, at the state levels, they are." Um, they're going to be prohibited from sharing that information with any federal agency whatsoever, whether it's the Department of Justice, uh, Social Security Administration, uh, and it'll be a Class E felony if they do share that information.
3: Awesome. Look at the big brains on Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> I know.
2: And you know, that that just goes to show that people that are not elected – you know, I, I am a uh, elected official that relies heavily upon – those that I represent uh, and and the ideas of uh, those that I represent getting passed on to me. I write the bills and and the power that we possess as elected officials. I think it's heavily influenced by we, the people, and not these third-party interest groups that are paying people to file legislation. I'm actually listening to people like Aaron, people who are in my district uh, who have concerns and have great ideas at how we can fix our laws in Missouri.
3: Awesome. I'm glad you're doing that. That was actually, you know, when we got off the air and I was like, hey, let me get your phone number. I was going to (laughs) <laughs> kind of hit you up and be like, Hey man, we, we really need to do this. Cause yeah. you know, there's so many people that I know, but then I was actually having this conversation with a few vets I know. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, you're not going to be able to buy a gun, man. And he right. was like, I know. And, uh, I'd mentioned that I'd, you know, said that to you, and I, but then, you know, you and I discussed that, well, you still be lying on a federal document when you do a background yep. check. Right. And that's the, that's the next hurdle, you know? So even though we're not going to tell them, now, you've got to make that personal decision. Am I going to lie or not lie on this form? And then, um, you know, so it is – yeah, And it's you and I a, both
2: know, and we've discussed, and I've talked to other people who own uh, gun shops and who actually, you know, are uh, federally firearm dealers, and they've indicated, look – the, the, the likelihood that 100% of the people who are saying that they don't smoke marijuana or they don't use marijuana, the likelihood of them actually telling the truth, 100% of them, slim oh, to none. But yeah. I have no proof. I have no proof. I mean they're not smoking it when they come in. So if they say no, and we to how are the feds going to look it up? Yeah, they're gonna, yeah, they might look up the criminal record or something like that. Right. But the fact that they're actually dangling another right that we have over our heads and in, in, in getting the help, especially veterans, getting the help – by legally getting medical marijuana, legally getting a prescription from their doctor. yeah, I mean, It's not unlike, you know, a hydrocodone or a Xanax or something else that, that is actually being prescribed. Right. Now we're going to take away our Second Amendment rights. So what we're merely asking is the feds are uh, looking at our Tenth Amendment rights to pass legalization of medicinal marijuana on one hand, but then they're not uh, honoring our Tenth Amendment rights when it comes to, The the Second Amendment allowing medical marijuana holders to do that. Yeah, so uh, what we're we're merely going to do is say, look, we're not going to give you that information. So if you want to try to charge one of our legally uh, medical marijuana, somebody who's legally possessing medical marijuana, you want to charge them with uh, owning a firearm as well, you're going to have to go a different route.
3: Right. And I I like that idea. Now, I had another question for you. Um, We have uh, statutes on the book right now that talks about adjudication of, of your rights. And there's a hearing and they hear, you know, testimony from doctors regarding your mental health Mm -hmm. and, or, and or your disability regarding firearms along with character witnesses and family and all this other stuff. And then, you know, there's this big long process and it's already on the books about how to strip somebody from their second amendment. Right. So, uh, I mean, how, how is this, these laws going to make any difference than what we already have because there's already a way to do that if the right. family, you know, petitions the court, or medical providers petition the court, or I guess maybe even um, law enforcement says, "Hey, this this guy really does not need a gun." They still have due process, yeah. You know, and even and at the end it says if they've been found, you know, uh, you know, essentially uh, incompetent, right? Then uh, we'll take their guns away. And then the Missouri State Highway Patrol will add their name into the NIC system, which is run by the yep. FBI, which is who we call. Uh, for those that don't know, you know, you walk into Southern Armory, and we're going to have you fill out a background check form, and then we are either going to call or log on yep. to the FBI's NIC system. That's the National Instant Criminal Background Check System. And we're going to run you through. And if you have an adjudication where you're not allowed to own a firearm, um, if you've... Uh, got a temporary restraining order or a full restraining order, right, that's good for a year, and we can't Correct. say a gun. It's going to pop up in that system. It says, nope, they're restricted, deny the sale. So how how is uh, taking these people's rights away without due process any better? Because I, I don't see it, and I'm just wanting uh, your your input on it. So when I come to Jeff City and I start hammering these Democrats that are pushing this, uh, yep. maybe i got a little bit more ammunition so to speak uh to go well, i'll tell you what that. you're asking the just about question a minute that.
1: just about a minute to go nick just an fyi Perfect.
3: yep
2: well you, you're posing the question that me and my colleagues opposed uh there's already these processes in place it's just we need these agencies these quote-unquote government agencies to actually do their job oh, shocking. and the fact the fact <laughs> of the matter is they're not doing their job and that's why you've seen in so many of these mass shootings that you know there there are these right. red flags that if the feds would have done their jobs they wouldn't have had firearms in their hands. And when I was working at Cabela's uh, as a, a gun library historian, so of speaking, selling guns, I was actually told by Nix, uh, hey, keep that person there if you can. We're sending the highway patrol because that person should not have firearms. And wow. we did our job. We kept them there. And we've actually seen people arrested who weren't supposed to have uh, firearms Fireless. in their possession or even yeah. try to possess firearms.
3: And and it's funny because uh, I've, I've seen that happen at a gun show before. A dealer next to us was like, hey, watch my mm-hmm. table. i got to go get the cops. And then – Cops come over and, and and grab this guy. We're like, what was going on? Like, I was on the phone with Nick doing the background check, and they're like, is there a cop near you? <laughs> so, what you're, <laughs> wow. you a, a, yeah.
2: uh, what you're telling me is that a gun show, there is no quote unquote loophole that people are actually calling Nick. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, there and you and go. Shocking. We have 4473. Shocking. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and uh,
0: actually,
3: and a lot of people don't know this. It's required by the ATF that any transaction on the property of a gun show. Goes through a dealer. There you go. And yep. uh, there is law enforcement. Uh, there are ATF agents, and they generally are around to enforce that, except ATF generally is not there on Sundays. The other thing I have to add is I'm a big component of the Fix Nix um, uh, movement. <laughs> yeah, movement. Um, and uh, one of the things in there, it says we need to get all these states to report to Nix because there are states, like one to our east, that you do not call the FBI Nix uh, to do a background check, you call state police. And uh-huh. then my my question is is you know are is there a free flow of information Is the state police running a NICS check or is the state or are the state police uh, in Illinois sharing information with the FBI NICS So if somebody right. from Illinois comes to Missouri or a border state that that information is there So we deny them a sale in Missouri, so they just can't cross the river yeah. and buy a gun here Excellent. when they would get denied in Illinois, and I think that's one of the fixes that we need to make. Um, And we can we can chat about this
1: in future shows with the fix.
3: Yeah, I don't want to get yelled
2: at by I don't want to get yelled at by Tony for going over (laughs) time. Yeah, I hear
1: you. Chad's Mm -hmm. already swinging his arms like get out! It's time. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, that's going to do it. State Rep Nick Schroer, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your time down there in Florida. I know you're up to uh, you're hopefully able to have some fun while getting some good work done. Uh, For people that want to follow you on social media, learn more about all of the stuff that you're working on uh nick schroer how do they do that
2: you can go on twitter uh nick b schroer that's nick b schroer uh, at twitter uh if you can't spell my german last name just go to nick I'll all spelled out and i'll direct you there to uh both my facebook and twitter
1: awesome appreciate you that state rep nick schroer thanks for everything we'll talk to you again real soon
2: yeah god bless y'all
1: Bye-bye. all right all right let's take a quick break plenty more second amendment radio to go don't go anywhere it's fm news talk 97.1 Right, it's that time of the year. I love Christmas music. I, I love
3: Christmas lights. Yeah. Do you ever go over to Way of Lights?
1: Oh yeah, oh. absolutely. Uh,
3: we go drive through that. You know, they they turn the lights off at like 12, one a.m. So it'll be like 10, 11 o'clock at night, and you know we're we're bored, and hey, let's go drive through Way of Lights. Mm-hmm. And and we throw on our Christmas music, and then heck yeah, uh, we go drive through. And when uh, when I had three German shepherds. Okay we had them all you know all at once and we would load up the back seat of the jeep and we would roll down the windows and they were <laughs> they would be fighting to get their head out the windows and they'd be like looking around like this is so wild and now uh you know Hiko passed away he had, he had bone cancer and passed uh pretty quickly and then uh, Jake had had some issues too. Uh, mm. like a, he was like 12, you know, 13. Right, so right. He's, he was old and a big dog and that's
1: 12 or 13. Is, yeah, pretty, yeah old. pretty old. And
3: so he had he had an issue, had a mass on his lung and then he passed away. So now we're just down to Acha. And if mm-hmm. you come in the shop, everybody knows Acha. You mm-hmm. know, she's she's great. She's like uh, five, I guess now. And uh, so she's getting up there, but uh, and then we got Piper. So uh, so we took (laughs) a human, yeah, who's (laughs) my my 15 month old daughter. And uh, so we would we took them and we rolled on the window notches, got got her head out, like looking around. You know, you see the lights glistening in her eyes. And then Piper, who's finally old enough now to to kind of get into, yeah, Yeah. you know, get into stuff. I mean, she's into everything, man. I mean, I had to walk around find my wallet today to get up here. I jump in the car and I'm like, oh, it's on empty. I got one mile till empty and. I can't find my wallet. So, luckily, we stored a little bit of gasoline at the house. <laughs> we'll dump five gallons in the car real quick. And uh, so uh, and so she's in the front. We take her out of the car seat because she's still in that rear facing car seat. I oh, yeah. recommend that until now, until Forever. they're, until they're like, 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 yeah. Yeah, until <laughs> they're, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. they're like <laughs> 10, right. Alex is right. <laughs> yeah, some ridiculous yeah, number. Seat. Um, yeah. And uh, I just started laughing. My wife's like, well, you know, the state says one year and, you know, 25 pounds or something. And and she's over that one year mark. And she's over the weight limit mark. So we went down to, we were going to Florida. And, you know, my wife was like, let's turn her around. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe we should just leave her backwards. She's got really good head control. Kid's walking like 10 months. You know, she's she's really super strong. So uh, we drove down with her facing backwards. But then we took the doors and stuff off the Jeep. We put her in the center facing forward and she's got her sunglasses on. She looks nice. all cool. And she's just like loving it, loving riding forward. Big smiles That's and cool. pointing and just all, all sorts of stuff. And my wife's like, I think she really likes riding forward. And I'm like, Yep. Soak it up, kid. <laughs> once the doors go back on, you're you're Turn back on <laughs> Yeah, you're back on the other side and facing backwards. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That but, is uh, pretty cool. Anyway, we took her out, we drove around way of lights with her yeah. in the front seat and Um, She was just like holding on, just like looking around like, what is all this? You know, it's like so cool when they see stuff for the experience stuff for the first time. You kind of wonder what it was like for
1: for me. Um, That's cool. You know, at that
3: age. So. That is
1: Aaron Tarlow. He's the owner of Southern Armory. I'm Tony Colombo. This is Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Alex Salzman, the political director for the Missouri Firearms Welcome Coalition. Back, Alex. Is Hello. in studio with us for the second week in a row. And we just talked with State Rep Nick Schroer. If you missed that interview, don't forget you can always go to 971 talkcom and click on Podcast. You'll see all the shows on the radio station right there. And you can download the podcast for free from our website. Or even better, just download the Radio.com app, which is phenomenal. This app is incredible. And uh, when you go to the radio station, FM News Talk 971 on the Radio.com app, you can access not only a live stream of the radio station, but all the shows and all the podcasts with a click. And you can listen to the podcast of this show and all the other shows, absolutely free. So, but,
3: but the important one to listen to is Second Amendment, is Radio. Second Amendment Radio. That's exactly
1: right. Yeah. Uh, so, forget
3: if you, Weekend Report. Miss any of yeah. that? No, that's the second most important show.
1: Uh, so, um, you can listen to it after. After, this. yeah, there you go. Yeah, then then it'll give you three hours of enjoyment every week of just Tony Second Amendment Radio and, a, and Weekend Report. And
3: actually, you can listen to Tony
1: anytime because the man is always <laughs> in studio. I don't know about that, but. Uh, uh, I'm here sometimes. Um, <laughs> sometimes. <Maybe. laughs> Alex, I wanted to ask you about that um, about that talk that we just had with State Rep. Mm-hmm. Nick Schroer. Uh, when you were here last week, um, you did a really good job of illustrating what the state of Missouri could be in for with these red flag laws, yes. which are is a big gun grab. If people like Nick Schroer in Missouri government aren't Vigilant. And if Missouri citizens aren't vigilant, if we don't keep an eye on this stuff and make sure we do everything to stop it, they could sneak it in on us. And it's happened in other Republican dominated states. Uh, Did what what Representative Shore was saying there, does it make you feel any better that a guy like him is is in Jefferson City and going to try to stop this? Well, or was there was there anything that he said that worried you or do you, what, what what did you how did you feel after talking to him Well there's him?
4: no doubt that we've got a handful of good strong second amendment advocates in Jefferson City. Um, I don't necessarily think that Nick speaks for all the pro gun representatives, I'm afraid. Sure. We've got like 116 Republicans in the House. And like 30 of them have a good, strong, solid conservative voting record. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's always room for error when you're not standing on the front lines, especially when it comes to gun rights. There's a lot of incoming freshmen that I think um, that look good, that sound good. We'll see what they do when they get in. Um, But more so than what they say, we'll be paying attention to what they do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that means that we will be in the hearings testifying. We'll be in their office. We'll be sending them emails. We'll be blowing their phones up, letting them know that, no, we don't want these red flag laws. No, we don't want them amended to be watered down red flag laws. We want no variation. We want no part of this mess whatsoever here in Missouri. And
1: and could you, just for somebody who maybe didn't hear the show last week, and again, you can go back, Uh, Alex did a, a great job of, throughout that show, explaining what these red flag laws are And why you need to be vigilant uh, uh, and why you need to make sure that this doesn't happen in our state. But just uh, the um, uh, the quick version of what these red flag laws are and why we need to worry about them.
4: Sure. So red flag laws, sometimes they're called risk protection orders. Uh, They basically allow someone to make a claim against you that you're a danger and then have um, law enforcement or ask a judge to seize your firearms. Um, You don't know any of this is taking place until the law enforcement officers are at your door. Um, And actually, we just uh, got the actual language for the Missouri bill. Pre-filing was just this past week. So we've got about a dozen different uh, gun control bills. Three or four of them actually have some red flag language peppered in. We are focused on Shupp's bill um, at the moment, there are a few other ones that we're going to be tuning in and making sure that they don't slide through while we're all focused on one. Mm-hmm. Um, but Shup's bill basically says that all you'd have to do—you do have to have an affidavit, so they can't just call in, you know, like a rando anonymous phone call. You do have to have an affidavit. You'd go in and then basically you just make the um, the claim, just allege that someone is a danger, and then provide two examples. So two things they said two things they've done or two facts that you know about do those,
3: them. Right. And do they have to be factual things? Do like, they have to they... be
1: corroborated? Like, no. Yeah. So if – because the big worry is this is a way to get back at somebody that you're angry with, maybe somebody that – if you're going through a divorce. Oh, absolutely. Or if you're having a, a dispute with a neighbor and this neighbor knows – That they live next door to Aaron Tarlow, and Aaron Tarlow likes his guns, Mm -hmm. and even though he's never done anything wrong, and he's been a very uh, law-abiding gun owner, I know that Aaron's guns are important to him because I'm his next door neighbor. Exactly, and I hate the way that uh, he plays loud music every Saturday and, night and at his like parties, and <laughs> yeah, he, your, him NRA and Piper are out dancing and, in the front yard having a good old time when NRA, I'm NRA trying to go to bed. bumper sticker. It says right, got gun on the or, jeep. Or yeah, and has or maybe, I'm just, yeah, or maybe I'm just a big anti-gun person, and I see his NRA bumper sticker, yep. and that's enough for me. So I go, I can go and make a claim and yep, say that he in. said this and he said this that's all. there's need. no cooperation there's no you don't, don't have to provide the proof Aaron.
4: they're not going to go ask Aaron. did you say this right they they, they just don't. show
1: up at his door
0: yep, and say we're here to take door. your gun
4: after after the claim has been made you know they you, know, you fill out the little form and then you say uh they ask you are you do you know if he's got a ccw Yes or no. Do you know if he's got any firearms? How many? Where are they? Mm-hmm. Yes or no. I may you may not know at all. You don't have to know. Right. And then they ask, Do you have any kind of legal legal proceedings pending between you? Doesn't matter. You could be in the middle of a divorce dispute and they're right. still going to issue this this order. Right. So then they go and they look at the evidence and they say, Okay, they cut and then they send officers to your home and then they give you the option. You can either comply and turn over your firearms. Or die. Well,
1: yeah, <laughs> or they
4: can they can um, handcuff you, and search and seize your property. Wow, that way, wow. But you don't have an option to say, and "No, Karen's I'd like point. a lawyer." No, I'd like to make a phone call. Nothing, right? You and Aaron's point: comply. tell the
1: story about what happened uh, in I think Maryland. On the, yeah, on the East Coast. Yeah, in
4: Maryland. Yeah, so there, this this red flag law. Um, was introduced and proposed and passed in Maryland. And there was a, a family dispute over the holidays just this past Thanksgiving. A sister had called in one of these uh, risk protection orders on her brother.
1: Just because she was mad at him.
4: Yep. They had a, a fight over Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all been there. We all have a political um, political family member that we don't agree with. You know, things get heated sometimes over the turkey dinner. So she calls in this risk protection order. They come to his house at 5 o'clock in the morning and he doesn't want to comply he doesn't want to give up his firearms he's not been charged with anything they don't tell him anything it's all anonymous and he doesn't want to comply and he ends up getting shot they end up killing him because a, of these red flag orders right. and then later and then the sister, sister comes back sister, yeah. and says he wasn't a danger he wasn't going to you know he wasn't going to hurt anybody you
1: didn't need to go that far right and, so she's why, the, why, and she's the one that called the order. Because why she did you was call mad, it in? Because she was mad at him over her Thanksgiving ar- argument, and she knew that he loved his guns and right. said, I'm going to hit him where it hurts. And because hey, these risk What did she, what did she think orders, was going to happen? Well, right. these
4: risk protection orders are taken right. very seriously, so they went, you know, and So she abused the system. Exactly.
3: She swatted exactly. him. For, yeah. She swatted him. She did. She, and that's exactly right. in
4: that community— they have bought extra storage space for all of the firearms that they anticipate confiscating mm, wow. because of wow. these red flags. I mean, cars.
3: how many how many of these do you think they're going to do a day? I mean, you have
4: they've had 500 of them already in Florida since since March. Since wow. March, since OK. March. So,
3: I mean, you're talking several a day. So, uh, you know, just look. Yeah. I mean, literally, that's two a day. Yeah. Yeah. Doing the quick numbers in Aaron's yeah. head. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, You're right. So uh, at what point. Do you have to? Do the law enforcement have to just dedicate a SWAT team to go do this? And then how many houses can the SWAT team do in a day? And and what I'm what I'm getting at here is you have these people, and 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 you know I love my customers, but some of them are, you know, like the 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 black helicopter tinfoil hat, yeah, you know. And if That's they start seeing, yeah, right. And if they start saying, but, but I mean, are they are they, ones that say are, they are they accurate? That may have right. people, you know. But you think about it; they're like the them. government's coming for my guns. Right. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they start hearing about, you know, three, four of their, their buddies getting their guns confiscated and they show up at their door. You know, I mean, it's going to get ugly. It's going to get ugly because you're, you're going to have these people that are and they
1: know they've not done anything wrong. So right. they know they're they're getting their door knocked on. They know that. And they, they don't. That's oh, the, the one thing, thing they, of, they don't even know their. Well, doors I'm saying their doors yeah. being knocked on, and they've now they and they know why they're there because they've heard the and they're stories. Going to anticipate, right. right? Exactly, exactly. And they and and even though some of those uh, people that you're describing take it a little too far sometimes, well. with their— with their uh, yeah, but obsession, I mean, they're right but they don't though. Do, but, you know. it, but a lot of times, yeah, but uh, and most of the time, those guys also know the laws backwards and forwards. Yeah, and they're you know,
3: like they're like me. They they can be they, like, hey, yeah, yeah, chapter, you know, they know this. exactly
1: what their rights are, and, and they know that they're not breaking any laws. And right. so now, when somebody's standing at their door saying they're here to take all their guns, exactly. because you've broken some law that exactly. they haven't been found, you're guilty starting of. a you're you're creating a, a police state. It, well, and you're in you know. that moment. Oh you're creating yeah. a, a, an issue uh, out of nothing that doesn't need right. to be you're, you're, you're right. starting something that could, yeah that could be yeah. end potentially tragically for no reason right. you're just we're not starting confiscating it pencils
3: and, and I'm not and I'm not trying to be like overly paranoid here but I mean you know Hitler did that too <clears throat> you know they, they made everybody yeah. register the guns and then they went and took them also, and I'm not saying they're making us register the guns but now Something can just say, oh, he's got guns and he's a danger, and they can go confiscate your Technically, guns. Technically, right. nobody
4: Alex. even has to say that. In Shup's language, nobody even has to make a complaint. Law enforcement agencies can do that themselves.
3: Oh, so they can wow. just be like, you know, Aaron didn't give me a good deal on a, a law enforcement agency? For whatever gun reason. And- <laughs> it's
4: all anonymous, it's all sealed. They can't, you can't see what they say. Oh, so I can't
3: face my accuser. Yeah, no. that sounds really, really constitutional. Yeah, that doesn't sound. Like the United States. No, so States. the government
4: can go ahead and put right. one of these in place without having anybody sign oh, off. Oh, so
3: that. Aaron – Aaron, we need you to take know, a break. And that it could be dangerous. That could be abused, man. That really yep. – really Incredibly abused. Yep. Just, you know.
1: All right. We got, we got more to go. Don't go anywhere. We'll keep uh, this discussion going. Alex Salzman, the political director of the Missouri Firearms Coalition, is in studio with Aaron Tarlow and myself. Uh, we'll be back with more Second Amendment Radio here on FM News Talk 971. do Don't go anywhere. She Welcome to back to it. Second Amendment Radio, FM News Talk 971. Tony Colombo here with my partner Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. Alex Salzman, the political director of the Missouri Firearms Coalition, is also in studio with us. Started the show today with State Representative Nick Schroer. Great interview. If you missed it, download the radio.com app. Hopefully you already have that app. Click on the radio station, FM News Talk 97.1. And uh, with the click of your finger, you can listen to all the podcasts here uh, from the radio, all the shows on the radio station, including Second Amendment Radio. So go back and listen to that interview with State Rep. Nick Schroer. And and share it with your friends this week, last week. Yeah, these have been two really important shows with Alex because we're learning, we're getting really good information about these red flag laws that are being presented. They are being filed right i mean these are being filed right I now they're, they're in, in they're yeah. in yeah yeah so, so um, and when i get unblocked from on facebook
3: on 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 uh this, well i you know i guess technically i'm unblocked now but so that's yeah that's what know. i
1: want to know so, wait, so second amendment radio facebook page that's we got to talk december, about this we got to talk about the shop yeah we got to talk about facebook page
3: yeah so december 7th um was the day okay so, so we're, uh yeah. we're by the time you hear this show do, there's back. gonna be yeah, there's gonna be stuff on there. You need to go read. We're gonna post links to all these bills, Alex. We're I'm gonna, gonna make, add some I'm gonna, you, so yeah, I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna make you a contributor. There you go. Right. Perfect. So uh, you can get in and just and just post stuff too as you as you see necessary. And then Tony will be one, and then obviously yes. me and my wife and Brad. So uh, we'll have another way to communicate with you uh, via multiple outlets. So when I get
1: banned again. Um, we don't have this issue. Yeah. So banned for something that you posted six years ago. Six six plus years ago. Six plus years ago made yeah. a post. You got banned because they and reminded they you about it. And then, yeah, and then yeah. you were reminded joke, about right. it, and then you were and then I didn't even share
3: banned. it as a remind thing. Yeah. I never do that. But yeah. um Anyway, the, an shop, the shop the shop is great. Story. Things are in full swing for Christmas. Yeah. Um if you drop off a, we have the Toys for Tots box where oh, cool. we, we've been doing that the last yeah, few yeah. years and yeah, we love doing it. Uh you get a forty dollar gift certificate to use our firearms training simulator when you drop off an unwrapped toy. Oh brand new, wow! So you, wow. you you go buy your, you know t- I would I would like you to buy a forty dollar toy, but sure. But um, if you
1: drop in a ten, 10 15, fifteen dollar toy. ten
3: fifteen, we had one guy bring in like five or six toys, and and that's put it in the amazing. Box, and then he didn't even want a gift certificate.
1: So they bring in a a new on a new, un, a new uh, unwrapped, unwrapped toy. toy. To Southern R and, Army, put it in the and box. they get
3: forty dollar gift certificate to the simulator. You get a forty dollar gift stick to the simulator. Yeah. That's cool. And uh, it, it's a it's a it's it's a great value. Um, it's great for you because you can train realistic situations. Yeah, and then the kids win. Uh, so it's a win win for both of you. Yeah, and uh, we love that's incredible. And It's a win for the shop because we love you know giving giving stuff out to the community and giving back to the community mm-hmm. that we were in. So uh it's really a win-win-win mm-hmm. uh, everybody wins uh that's involved. So uh it's the second year uh, we're doing it. Uh details are on our Facebook page with some photos and uh Piper's loving it because she yeah. she walks up, grabs a toy yeah. um and and she's really into putting things in the box.
1: Oh cool. So
3: go grab Piper.
1: Yeah, and hand it to her. And hand it to her and have her, her put it in the box. Have her
3: put it in the box, and you will be. Because so she
1: sees you put it in the box without her, she's gonna be like, "Yo,
3: yeah, she might." I be. I wanted yeah. to put it in the
1: box, yeah. but she, she, she's funny.
3: She's you know, she grabs cell phone and she'll put it up to her head and go, "Hi, yeah,
1: sure. bye, yeah,"
3: you know, and then and then go um, put
1: the cell phone in the box. Yeah, then she she put the cell phone in the box. I had to walk around today and find a wallet. So, yeah. Uh, you know. Oh, dude. Yeah, I I know. James is know. is just a little bit older. Yeah. than than Piper. I think we're at what like twenty months now. Oh, okay, yeah. And um and yeah, they they hide stuff. Hide stuff. We we grab had to stuff. we had to find the TV remote Wallet, the other day. Keys, remote. Keys I
3: hang on a hook that are high, so yeah. we're good there. Yeah. Uh, but the TV remote was missing the other day, and my wife looks in her fire truck, and it's got like a storage compartment in it. And there's the remote. And the remote was in the storage <laughs> Sorry. compartment. I'm like. Okay, so this morning when I was looking for my wallet, I was like, "Where's that fire truck at?" Right. Like, let's let's figure let's figure this out. And we'll, yeah. oh, 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 there it is. Yeah. All right, all right. The Fireman needed my wallet. Yeah, for some for some reason. God lover her. Um, but yeah, no, things are great at the shop. Stop by. That's great. Um, we've got a bunch of deals. You still have time right now to order a gun and get it in before Christmas. We've got several orders coming in. Uh, if you need it before Christmas um in, in a rush, just let us know mm-hmm. and if we can order it from our wholesaler over uh in Sparta, Illinois, I will drive there personally and get it nice uh, I love going over to Sparta That's it's cool. a it's a beautiful drive, it's very relaxing and uh and peaceful and there's some solitude and I have not had a lot of that here there you go. In the last you know four months with school and a lot of work so um seems like i oh, always well, doing something mm-hmm. so i'd like to just drive through the country give the website uh southernarmory.com
1: southernarmory.com
2: that's southernarmory.com Armory dot com. us best yeah. in the business
3: one we're 1 mile east of 270 and 44 on watson road yeah and uh, 9901 watson road come see us uh we're open uh tuesday through sunday closed on mondays uh 10 to Six, except for Sundays, we open at noon after church. Mm-hmm.
1: So we've been busy with great guests like Oh yeah, the last Nick few weeks, been great. And, and Alex, who's in studio with us now, um, but we've laxed on some of the questions that have been we, sent. We have. I have an important question. We only have a few minutes left in the show. You hit me with some questions. Um, but I want this one. I, I got about two weeks ago, and it needs to be asked now because this is the this is the time. Somebody asked me, and I I, I never thought about this. If you have a a, per, a gun collector or a gun lover in your family, is it even possible to buy somebody a gun as a present? Yes and no. So how would if how okay. would you make that happen? So the, here's the test. Uh, yeah. So the theory
3: is is if you know, let's say you and I were together, Tony, mm-hmm. and we lived together, no, we're together, and uh, we're I mean we're, we're always we're, together. Yeah, we on Saturdays. <laughs> um, so. Um, but you and I, you and I cohabitate. Yeah, uh, we're married, so husband wife yep. uh, situation, or, or whatever your situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, we're the, domestic partners, whatever. And the theory is, is that Alex. Is like, uh, okay. Yeah, she's like these guys this, are. So this show weird. just went somewhere I wasn't. You should, for. you should totally see the text messages <laughs> I get from him. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, you're domestic partners, you're married, or whatever. Um, or you have a kid that lives at home yeah. or the kid lives with you at home you know the point is is if you you cohabitate together uh, whatever I have access to in theory you have access to right uh, so my wife has the combination of the gun safe mm-hmm. right and I have the combination of the gun safe and when piper hits that mature age whatever we think that is then we can give her the combination of the gun safe so with that theory uh, being in place uh since you all have access to it you can buy it and, and gift it to them. Gotcha. All right. Gotcha. Now, if it's, let's but say- you're the one that
1: has to pass the background check and everything to buy the gun. Yeah. And then it's in the house, then you can give it to them, and then they need to-
3: You can do like a bill of sale or something. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha.
1: Uh, now, when
3: that does not work is,
1: let's say, uh, it's your buddy. If it's your friend. Yeah. yeah now, you
3: can buy the gun for them- but you need to have them come to the gun store and do the background check. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah, whoever ultimately is going to end up with that gun needs to do the background check unless you cohabitate. Yeah, because okay. like I said, my wife has access to everything I have access to, yeah, and vice versa. You get in our gun safe, and you got to kind of think about like, well, whose gun is that? Mm-hmm. You know, right? Right. And right. I and I had a lot of guns before we got married, so when you get in there, you normally pick up a gun. Yep. It's normally my my wife is not really into rifles. You know, right. So when you, when you look at your rifles, they're generally mine except for like one AR or two right. ARs or hers. So uh,
1: Only about a minute to go uh, before we end the show. I want Alex uh, to tell everybody if they want to get involved, help stop these red flag laws again, uh, what websites, social media can they follow, sure. and how can they uh, help your organization – the Missouri Firearms Coalition, stop these red flag laws from going into effect.
4: Absolutely. We need all the help we can get. So you can go to the Missouri Firearms Coalition.org or you can find us on Facebook. Just Google Missouri Firearms Coalition. Uh, You can join us, stand on the front lines. We've got petitions right now. If you can't come to Jefferson City to testify against these red flag laws, but you want your legislators to know that you stand with us and stand against these bills, sign the petition, I will yeah. take them there myself, deliver them um, in the hearings to let them know that all of these- And you said those petitions
3: these... are a big deal. Right. They are I, I big to say. deal. You remember, I remember you saying last week, you know, when I've got 10,000 plus signatures- um, It goes a long way. It because... goes a long way because there's only, you know, 70 or 80, uh, Mothers Against Firearms right? right. There. So Moms Demand
4: Action, the Michael Bloomberg um, anti-gun group is at the Capitol every time for these hearings right. and they come in droves. Yep. Hundreds, and I'm not exaggerating, it's standing room only. There are yep. hundreds of people that are begging if there's your only, representatives And if there's to only one the or guns. two
1: of you, but you've got a 20,000-person uh, right. petition a that you're Right, I've got a stack of petitions. That's yeah, a big that deal.
4: say all of these people right. stand with gotcha. us. They couldn't and be here. I'm So here the website, to on one more time. Behalf. MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org, MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org.
1: All right, thank you very much. That is Alex Salzman for my partner Aaron Tarlow. Our producer, Chad Ellis. I am Tony Colombo. Thank you for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio. We will see you back here next Saturday at 3 p.m. on FM News Talk 97.1. Enjoy the rest of your weekend